NFL trainers and Pokemon enthusiasts. Introducing Go Battlecast, your weekly fix for all things Pokemon Go and Pokemon. Get the unfiltered, raw truth on the game, culture, and community. So, let the battle begin. Here are your hosts, Zach Duarte and Dominic Zingali. Back here on the Go Battlecast podcast. I'm back. I know, I know. Everybody missed me so much. It just wasn't the same without me. I I needed a break. You know, Dom is very overbearing. He's like the the mother that just doesn't relent. And so I needed a break. I needed a mental break. We caught so much controversy a few episodes. So I just needed a break. And I feel fresh, Dom. I'm back. The Go Battlecast, the duo is back. I know you, you held down the fort last week, which I really appreciated. You know, we had some personal things come up, and that's going to happen every once in a while. And hopefully the other person here, whether it's you or I, can, you know, pick up the slack for the other person. Or maybe once in a while we can get like a fill-in for one of us if we need. But I, I gave you extremely late notice <laughs> last week that it just wasn't going to work out for me um, because I, I just couldn't take any more of you and I needed a break. So I'm back. Though. I'm back. No, no, no. It was the PTSD from Go Battle League. It's true. That's what it was. We say personal stuff, but that was, yeah. It's true. It's a personal struggle. It's true. The PVP PTSD is real. Okay. And we're going to put that on a shirt. Okay. We're going to put that on a shirt. PVP PTSD. We're going to trademark it. Stickers. T-shirts. Dom and I were just having a conversation about what random items could we sell as merch that would be useful for playing Pokemon Go, right? Maybe some Go Battlecast sunscreen. The Pika screen. <laughs> Battlecast sunscreen. <laughs> I like the sweatband idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Because you're out there, you're grinding, you're sweating. We're in South Florida. Um, and if you're out playing Pogo for a few hours, you're probably sweating anyway. So you got to wipe the sweat off your forehead. Sweatband's a good idea. It's actually not bad. Or maybe the headband because I'm bald. So yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. So we're back, Dom. A lot has happened specifically this last week, right? We've got a couple of new Pokemon introduced into the game. I believe Phantump, and is the other one Pumpkaboo? Pumpkinboo. Pumpkinboo. I had a hard time saying it last episode. Okay. Now, th- these are, I believe, Generation 6 Pokemon. Uh, I did not really remember. I, I did remember Trevenant. Pumpkaboo, I didn't really remember. I did play the games, X and Y, but these just weren't all that memorable. However, these two Pokemon are PvP relevant, so we'll get into that as well. And we'll talk about some November events coming up as those were just released a few days ago. But where I really want to get started, Dom, is the Dev Diary that came out the other day. And a lot of people felt one way or the other about this. I think it was all towards the good side, not one way or the other. Yeah, and and I saw this and I actually really liked what was said in this dev diary is about seven minutes long and it was all about community day, which for me, I really like community days. I really enjoy them. And I have probably some of my most memorable memories with the game on community days. I'll never forget the first ever Pikachu community day. I played that in Seattle. So that was really awesome. Just some good memories. And I really liked how they spoke about the game and the ideology of Community Day and answer some questions why it's only six hours long, how they plan for future Community Days, what they're going to do different going forward. 
surrounding Community Day. So I really liked this Dev Diary. I, it wasn't what I was expecting from Niantic. I think a lot of people were expecting... The Dev Diary information came about because of the Heroes Niantic movement. Right. And the meetings with the community leaders. So I think a lot of us thought that these Dev Diaries were going to be about the issues around the game and a little bit more insight into how the game is going to be getting better. Now, they did talk about how Community Day was going to be getting better, but I don't think anybody thought that Community Day was a problem in this game. So, well, for some people they would think they want better Pokémon, better moves, but I I don't think otherwise. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I think people are a little bit too jaded uh when it comes to Pokémon Go, right? Like they're not always going to release a Beldum that evolves into Metagross that learns Meteor Mash. They're not always going to release a Dratini. They're not always going to release a Garchomp or whatever the hell Gibble, right? So, you know, and, and some of these other Pokemon need to be highlighted. You know, it, it, this is not a game that surrounds just the mega Pokemon or the legendary Pokemon or the pseudo legendary Pokemon. This is a game that other Pokemon have relevance, like a Magikarp, like a Swablu, like a Fletchinder or whatever. And they've made these Pokemon relevant in different aspects of PvP. So I, I have always enjoyed Community Day. Some, sometimes the Pokemon, yeah, like Duskull, whatever. I wasn't all that excited about it, but I did it. I participated in it, and I made sure I, I got what I needed to get to. If there's ever a, a buff to a move or whatever it is, that I have those Pokemon ready to go. Right. But I've always enjoyed Community Days, and I really enjoyed what was spoken about in this dev diary about Community Day. Now, one thing they said in here, Dom was that they they plan out the Pokemon for the next five years. Right? And I, I might be phrasing it differently than how they said it in the dev diary, but that was the gist of it, right? Yep. And one thing I liked that they did say is that they think of Pokemon Go as a forever game. I kind of like that, right? Longevity. Long yeah, I, I like that because if you're like me, you put valuable free time into the game, right? And... This is not a game, you know, Pokemon has never really had an end game. Yeah, you want to catch them all. You want to be the champion of your league. But there's never a, a real ending to the game Pokemon, right? You can you can just continue to play it forever and ever and ever, although it gets kind of redundant. The RPG games after a while. So I like that they they, they, they spoke about this. Now, I don't know what kind of planning goes into say, hey, look, we have to think about the, the, the Pokemon for the next five years. But I liked hearing that this is a forever game and they are planning future Pokemon. Like, it's not just a willy-nilly discussion about what is the November Community Day Pokemon. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like last week uh, before. or no, right. It's like the week before. Like, okay, uh, Gibble. <laughs> right. Uh, Charmander again. <laughs> you know? And they said it. They've had, I think, 46 Community Days. Which is a lot. I didn't think it's 46. Yeah, it's been this, the January 2018 was the first one. So that's 12 a year. So we're almost at 48. Yeah. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. That's four years, 12 yeah. months. We're almost at 48, which would be November and December. And they've had 41 Pokemon in the community days. So that has to go because every December is a repeat of the previous 11 Pokemon, right? And then also we've had a few repeats, like we've had Charmander twice, I think. We've had Eevee twice. Have we had any other Pokemon twice? I don't think so. 
Okay, so we've had a couple of repeats in there. Um, I mean, uh, was was Gengar twice? No. No. No, Gengar. And then it was a month where there was no community day. It was April 2020 when COVID locked yep. down everything. There was no community day. It was supposed to be Abra. That was canceled until May 2020. So um, I, I just liked I liked what they said in this video. And, and they also talked about the changes going forward, right? They gave us the dates for the remaining community days of this year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be November 21st, 21st, which yeah. is a Sunday, which I am now realizing will coincide with a Miami Dolphins football game. Whatever. And oh. then, I mean, they're not good anyways. And then in December, it will be December 18th and 19th, and that is the all-encompassing 2021 Community Day Pokemon. So I like that. I like that they're giving the dates way ahead of time. That really does help. I think the part that we forgot to add too is the fact that they're going to give us a higher chance of uh, XL for December. That, yeah, that's no for November. Yeah, November and I think December. Okay, I wasn't aware of the December. I, I know. Think, I know for November, it's four times higher XL probability for every Pokemon transferred. Right. The problem with that is like I just I don't. I don't like carrying Pokemon in my bag that I don't have to. So I'll probably just keep it for legendary Pokemon at this point. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see when, when that time comes up, see that probability of how much you actually get in XL. And, and if you only get one or two possibly or anything more. But if the odds are not that high, then, you know, I'm just going to be transferring and legendaries will be that possibility. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's cool. It's They're adding, again, another feature another RNG into the into the gameplay. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I will probably be keeping because I typically transfer my legendaries pretty quickly if I can't trade them. I'll probably hang on to those until this event, but I'll, I won't be hanging on to just, you know, regular willy-nilly Pokemon here. And then the other thing they announced in this video was that they will be announcing at the beginning of Go Battle League seasons, is it the dates and the Pokemon or just the the no it is it has to be the Pokemon for the next three months. Is what they said going into 2022. As far, as far as I remember, I think starting with the new year, they'll announce the first three months of of Community Day. I don't know if they're going to announce the the Pokemon, but at least you get the dates. Okay, I would have to believe that they're announcing also the Pokemon for that. Yeah, they talked about letting you know the dates ahead of time, but I think they want to let you know the Pokemon because of Go Battle League. That's why they mentioned it in conjunction with GBL is, say, planning to have a certain Pokemon by a certain day. I, I don't know. You could be right. I could be right. All we know is that uh, going forward, there will be more clarity with Community Day, which I didn't think was a problem to begin with. Uh, but I, I appreciate these changes. I, I I never thought that they needed to announce this ahead of time. What I do like, though, is when I know like the next two Community Day Pokemon, for example, I believe Oshawott was the end of September, and then Duskull was the beginning of October. I do like to know when that happens. So I, 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 I definitely, I. This was probably something that I had thought needed to happen without thinking it needed to happen. Right. Right. I like knowing ahead of time what the dates are going to be, and if possible, what, what the Pokemon are going to be, because I am a planner. I like to plan trips and vacations and things with family and. I would like to be able to be free on these days. So having this, having these dates announced ahead of time definitely helps with this. So I liked everything about this video. They also gave some cool information about 2021. Uh, Eevee was the Community Day Pokemon most participated in a single day this year. 
which I think we all thought would would have probably been Gibble. Yeah, I thought it was Gibble for sure. Yeah, but it was Evie. It was Evie. And and they did say single day. They didn't say event because otherwise Evie would have two days and would crush the competition. So definitely, uh, I liked the dev diary. It didn't speak on any of the issues from the Heroes Niantic movement or how they're fixing the game. But for what it was, uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was very it was very personable. It was definitely something new, a little bit more heartfelt, a little, little fuzzy, warm feelings, so to speak. Right, yeah, right. It was good for sure. I I I really enjoyed it. For those seven minutes, I was hey, this is cool. I like it. Uh, speaking of Community Day, since the Dev Diary came out, it was announced that the November Community Day Pokemon would be Shinx. It was teased in the Dev Diary. It's an electric Pokemon. It is from the Sinnoh region. Now, don't forget, in November, I believe November 16th, is when Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, or, or did I, I hope I didn't mix those up, those games come out. Uh, so everything in the middle of November on is probably going to be based off the Sinnoh region. You could tell because of the uh, Spotlight Hour Pokemon are the Sinnoh starter Pokemon for the next three weeks. So it was going to be a Sinnoh Pokemon all along. And when they said it was going to be an electric Pokemon, that really only left three or four Pokemon. If I'm not mistaken, in the Sinnoh region, Shinx is the only, like I think, three-stage electric Pokemon. Then there's Pachirizu, which is a regional, so you knew they weren't going to do that. And then I know that Magnezone was first introduced in the Sinnoh region. Magnemite and Magneton were not introduced in the Sinnoh region. I believe that was in the Kanto region. So you kind of knew it was really narrowed down to those three, and odds odds were that it was going to be Shinx, and it was announced a few days ago that Shinx is the November Community Day Pokemon with the exclusive move Psychic Fangs. Okay, so Psychic Fangs is a Psychic-type move. I believe it is a clone of Poison Fang. I believe so. And it will uh, lower the defenses, lower the opponent's defense, I should say. 100%. Yes. So I am not mad at this community day. First of all, I like Shinx. I like Luxray. I always, I think Luxray was a Pokemon when I played Diamond and Pearl the first time. I probably had Luxray in my party because it was a pretty badass looking Pokemon. I'm definitely down. Shinx has only been a Pokemon featured in raids and eggs i believe 10k eggs if i'm not mistaken it's never been introduced in the wild i thought it was this time around with the fashion thing but i did not see no. one no i don't think it was okay i don't think it was at all i think right it, yeah definitely no shinks I, I i don't i don't remember any shinks at all uh so i'm i'm i like it i like it i'm one of these people again dom i i don't need the pseudo legendary pokemon those are great you have to give love and you have to give the spotlight to some of these other Pokemon. And the more moves you... you this is a new move being intro, introduced into the game. So not only does it um, dilute the move pool a little bit, it also, I'm sure, will have an effect on PvP as well. We don't know what that is yet. It's way too early to talk about that. But I like it. It's a Pokemon that you really haven't had access to as somebody who's a free-to-play player who doesn't spend excess money on extra raid passes or extra incubators i have not really hunted shinx at all period so i like that i have i now have the opportunity 
to have access to this Pokemon and uh, serves a lot of people right for actually spending money on trying to get this Pokemon before because you knew this was going to happen. This always happens. But look, if you want to spend money and give it to Niantic, by all means, do it. But I like that this is a Pokemon that we have access to now. It's a new move. I'm sure it will have PvP relevance and it's a cool looking shiny. So I, I, I like this community day. Yep, I think you checked all the boxes as well too. Everything you said, I completely agree too. It's a cool Pokemon. I did get the shiny from the last event, but of course you can't evolve it, do anything with it. But it, it was only from raids, like you're saying. I think, like I want to say it was that rare possibility they could find in the wild, but I not see one. I mean, I could be completely wrong too, but I mean, it wasn't raids and I did get it as a shiny. I think it was like one of those free passes I ended up doing and just got it. I'm like, oh, cool. Can't evolve it. Looks cool. But yeah, definitely now that it's in PvP this time around, or PvP and Community Day this time around, I'm all for it. I mean, and I'm, I'm I think I'm more excited the fact that there's a new move, at least you know, new typing for a clone move. I think if if PvP had more opportunities for for these type of moves to expand these move pools, it's it'll make more Pokemon more relevant in in matchups. So. I'm not sure, like you said, if, if Luxray is going to be more viable with this new move. I think already having Wild Charge and Crunch is, is a nice spicy combo. But to add Poison Fang to it, it's going to be cool that, you know, new Pokemon in the future are going to have this move eventually. And then the question is who? Yeah, we'll have to see what Pokemon this move gets added to. It will probably be something done at the turn of the season, right? right. Which I think the season ends at the end of November. I think so. So I'm sure once they introduce the move, then once the changes for Season 10 are announced, other Pokemon will have access to Psychic Fangs. But this is an opportunity to to get a Luxray with different movesets, right? Uh, Wild Charge, Psychic Fangs. Wild Charge, Crunch. Crunch, Psychic Fangs. Have, have them all for different, different metas. So um, not only that, in this community day, you'll have a quarter hatch distance, when eggs are placed in incubators, plus the new special bonus that we talked about: three-time transfer candy and four-time a, a four-time chance of earning XL candy when transferring Pokemon. That is a cool new addition to the game, and it is confirmed that it will also be added to the December Community Day. I like what Niantic has done here with uh, adding more bonuses. I think the bonuses were getting a little stale. So this is something new. This is something interesting. And like you said, checks all the boxes for me. I'm, I'm ready for this event. Like I'm marking this event down on my calendar. I'm going to make sure I have that day off from work and I will be there at the park promoting the Go Battlecast podcast and also having a, a fun time with my friends in the community. So I'm excited for this community day. I don't care what people say. Uh, I know some people are butthurt because uh, oh, I rated Shinx before and... I spent money on incubators. Well, that's your dumbass fault, okay? <laughs> that's your dumbass fault for lining up Niantic's pockets because you knew this was coming. This always comes. This is what Niantic does, and um, they they live off of you spending $100 on coins. But hey, well, you know, it's okay. You go do your thing. Moving along, there are two new Pokemon in the game as of this last week. We have Phantom, which evolves into Trevenant, and Pumpkaboo, which evolves into Gorgeist. Two Pokemon introduced in the Kalos region, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, X and Y, and both Pokemon, Grass and Ghost. The only difference really in the moves, uh, Gorgeist has some different charge moves, but the fast move really, Trevenant has access access to Shadow Claw, Gorgeist has access to Hex. 
So Trevenant charges charges up much faster than Gorgeist. However, Gorgeist has access to charge moves like Fire Blast, and Trevenant only has what Seed Bomb and seed, Shadow Ball. Right? Seed Bomb and, and Shadow Ball, right? Yeah. So two Pokemon. Uh, I think Trevenant is definitely the more meta Pokemon, right? Uh, it's 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 definitely been displayed on YouTube, but Gorgeist has been also. Trevenant is ranked second in the Great League and first in the upcoming Ultra League Premier Classic. So what I think you need to do, Dom, besides have one that's Great League eligible, is have two Pokemon, uh, two Trevenants, one a level 40 for the uh, Ultra League Premier Classic Cup that's upcoming, and then another Trevenant that is, if you look at Go Stadium, the rank one for Ultra League is a 115-15, which maxes out at level 43 and a half. So about anywhere between 80 to 100 XL candy, which is not yeah. not that hard to obtain. If it was level 50, I, I, was, I, I wouldn't be here saying, hey, you need two of them. But right. the fact that it's a level 43 and a half and the other one does not require XL candy to get it to where you need to be, I think that you need two... Trevenants for Ultra League, one for Open Ultra League and one for an Ultra League Premier Classic Cup where you cannot have XL Pokemon. And I think it's number one on PV Poke for the Ultra League Premier Classic. Yep, yep, that's right. So uh, for the for the Classic itself, you want to get, I believe it's a 10, 15, 15 for the best stat for that, which is not too bad. So you can lucky trade with someone if you want to, save some dust. And uh, yeah, I don't see it being, I, I, it's going to be a threat either way. I mean, I've already been seeing, like you mentioned, the videos online. I actually haven't, you know, really played the past couple of days, but I know people have been using it already. I think we've already heard a couple of people through Reddit that they've hit legend in a matter of a day or two, because it's just such a new Pokemon that people haven't adjusted with their teams yet, which I think is kind of shocking. But I think actually the... The team with one trainer was uh, G Fisk, Trevelant, and Noctowl for. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. he, hear, hearing Noctowl in, in the play, which is kind of interesting. I think it's it's a play on FP Sticks team that he reached a uh, legend a couple seasons ago with Venusaur, G Fisk, and Pelipper or Sableye. So I think it's just kind of a playoff with that team. But it's kind of cool. I mean, I think Trevelant is kind of a a nice new typing to throw in the meta, throw some things around. Hopefully you get to see some more fire Pokemon this time around and it'll shake things up just a little bit more, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, the other thing here, Dom, with the Pumpkaboo Pokemon is the new size feature. I don't know how they do this moving forward, right? It, it is it makes it very confusing, right? Even the the the, the sites that calculate IVs and, and, and all this are are getting things confused because the different sizes have different stat products. You know, the super has a higher attack but a lower defense than the average or whatever. It, it is such a confusing component to the game. I, I like it, but I don't love it. I don't know how many other Pokemon have this feature going forward, right? The different sizes. I don't know. I just feel like th th this has gone under, uh, under the radar. And, and I feel like this aspect of the game, this whole size component, has flown under the radar this last week. Probably because it's not as meta-relevant as Trevenant is. Right, I agree. I think it would be actually cool if they actually implemented this from the very beginning of the game because we had, what, extra small Magikarps, right. extra large Raticates and Ratatats, all that fun stuff. But I think they should have implemented it from the very beginning to make it more viable. 
I think maybe a little bit of that adjustment with defense and maybe attack. I can see defense maybe being more of the main difference more than anything, but it would be cool. Like you said, with this new Pokemon, I don't think there's really that much relevance, but moving forward, if they have something that's going to make that relevance, we're going to definitely see it. But I think they should have made that change since the very beginning. So I don't know. And I, I wish that there was a way that when you're looking at the Pokemon in your bag, you knew which size it was, right? I, yes. I, I yeah. obviously know which is the small one and which is the super. But I get confused with the other two, you know, because they, they kind of look similar in size. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even know what the four sizes are categorized as, but... I don't know if I'm looking at the second size Pumpkaboo or the third size Pumpkaboo. So I wish there was a way, and I'm I'm sure they'll implement that at some point to distinguish which one is which. You know, I, I think two new great additions in terms of the Pokemon. Let me ask you this: you didn't you didn't really play the game in the first two years, right? Uh, 2018. Uh, I started. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like 2020 was really. When so I let me let me let me explain this to you. When the first generation of Pokemon came out, they obviously just dropped them all. Yep. When the second generation of Pokemon came out, they just dropped them all. All 100 new Pokemon just boom in the game. Minus a few legendaries here and there and whatever. And ever since I think the third or fourth generation of Pokemon in this game, they've slowly but surely sprinkled them out. Now they just do one or two at a time. They'll do the starters and the bird Pokemon of that region or the or the Rattata Pokemon of that region. Then they drop one or two new Pokemon every few weeks, right? How do you feel about that? How do you, like, would you prefer it where they just drop 80 new Pokemon on you? Or do you like it now where it's like one or two or three Pokemon every few weeks? I would think there should be more of a compromise. I think not releasing one or two, but maybe have like five to ten, just so there's a little bit more variety. But then again, you know, not to have like everything thrown out because then they're not going to have anything to move on in the future as far as releasing new Pokemon unless they release right. a new region. So that that would be my business way of thinking things as far as releasing Pokemon. But I think maybe just to have a little bit more of a balance, I would imagine doing a little bit more than Gen 1 and 2. And I, I just also think that if they're going to release something, that it should have the shiny form regardless. Like it should just be released in the game and not right, wait until... Right. The next cycle, whenever they have their cycle. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think the reason they have slowed it down tremendously is A, because they don't want to catch up to the main series games. But also, you would have 80 new movesets <laughs> in PvP at the same time. That becomes immensely intricate to try and figure out. So I, I, I think that they have slowed down that release for those two reasons, right? They, they've got to slow it down to catch you. And they, they've bounced around. It's given them the freedom to bounce around from generation six to generation eight to generation whatever the hell they're in now. And now they're adding new Pokemon into older generations. I always like when they update new Pokemon. You know, they, they I think it was um, Arcanine or no, uh, Growlithe that has a new form now, right? Braviary has a new form in the upcoming Pokemon Legends Arceus game. And I think there's going to be more. There's an evolution to Scyther now that, that we never saw before. There'll be a lot of older Pokemon getting new new forms and new evolutions and whatnot. But uh, I, yeah, I think I like it now where they sprinkle a few here and there because it would be it, it would be really difficult to figure to figure all these movesets in PvP. But I think that would be the nice surprise factor as well too. I mean, the fact that if they threw in more Pokemon or have Pokemon or have Pokemon that we have now have maybe one or two extra moves. 
which then it can be a really a guessing game at that point. Oh my God, that would be chaos. I think in in some ways it'll be really cool. I mean, I know it'd be crazy at the same time too, but things won't be as predictable. And plus, we probably won't be seeing the, the meta teams that we constantly seen like this past week or two with Great League. All right, so coming up on November 1st, we have the second Go Battle Day, which, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, man, because I have been treading water in terms of my ELO the past few weeks. It's just been so overwhelming with things going on in my personal life. Everybody's okay, by the way. You know, we're moving and all that kind of stuff, so... It's been it's been very difficult to get in my PvP sets and get in my one free raid a day, which, by the way, when it's a Pokemon like Darkrai, which I can get two to three a day playing PvP, hashtag bragging rights, I will spend my raid pass on something else. I'll spend <laughs> it on a Raichu or whatever whatever it may be. But November 1st, Go Battle Day, uh, that's the second one of the season. So you'll have 100 battles throughout that entire day, Dom, to climb some ELO. I'm looking forward to that. And then also, we've got a bunch of new announcements for the month of November. The research bonus will be Volabi. It's Volabi, right? Not Volabi? Volabi. I heard Volabi in the Trainer Club's video on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, that's not Volabi. It's Volabi. So, that will be the uh, seven-day research task reward coming up for the month of November. And then coming up later today on Monday... Ultra League Premier Classic, along with the Halloween Cup. I don't know if you've been playing any of the Halloween Cup, Dom. Um, very much. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people are looking forward to this Ultra League Premier Classic. No more XLs, man. No more XLs. Just give me an XL break, please. Although I I personally did enjoy Ultra League the first go-around, but a lot of people did not because of the XL dominant Pokemon. I think this will be refreshing. No Pokemon above level 40 will be allowed in the Ultra League Premier Classic. And then the Halloween Cup will be featured. I think it's until like November 1st or November 5th. But have you been playing Halloween Cup or have you been doing regular Great League? What have you been what have you been doing? No, no Halloween Cup. Been I was sticking to Great League itself. And I honestly, like you mentioned, uh, haven't played the past maybe four days or so just because of work. Good old work, work, work. But yeah. Um I think the the, the last time I played I actually got a little bit frustrated because just things weren't working out. You had those GBL days where it just seems like everything you can do was just going against you a little bit. Um, but overall, this past week, it was was a roller coaster ride. You know, I was doing well, then I tanked a little bit, it was doing well. But I think as far as what I remember, last 27-27 is my ELO. But the last day that I played, like I mentioned, it just I was, I was there in the 2800s, but there was just those times where lag got the best of me. And we talked about before the podcast, I felt like that glitch, I don't know if it was like fixed, 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 but there was those two specific instances where I knew that what I had to do to win the game in that very moment where I was ready to throw that move and I I had that random lag and then that shield didn't work or whatever happened in that situation and I lost the match and it happened twice specifically. And... It, it, it just made me want to take a break for a little bit for for Great League. But because I think someone mentioned it, I forgot who it was through the YouTube. I think Boygos, I think it was actually. He mentioned that as much as Great League have, we have so much viable Pokemon to choose from. Like mm-hmm. we have a whole plethora, but we're only seeing like the top 10. Yep. I mean, we're seeing Basti, we're seeing Sableye, Azu, Altaria, Venusaur. 
defense form Deoxys, Umbreon, Umbreon, and I think now Trevlin's just gonna sneak right into and Scrafty it. Scrafty too. Yeah, Scrafty. Yeah, I've seen a lot less Machamps lately. No Machamps. I think yeah. I've been the only one. I mean, this past week I've been running Machamp as the lead, and as much as I'm not winning the the leads, I've been he's been fighting through. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been loving having him come back. But yeah, yeah, I uh, I dabbled in Halloween Cup a little bit, and we had this discussion two or three episodes ago. I'm not the conspiracy theorist algorithm guy, but for the first time playing PvP, I really, really felt the, the momentum of an algorithm because I started the first few days of Halloween Cup trying out certain Pokemon. And I think I was running uh, a Powder Snow Ninetales in the lead. And I saw a buttload of Shadow or regular Caesars. In the lead, which just uh, bullet punches the hell out of my nine tails, so I have to switch out immediately. And so then I started to try to run a Fire Fang Mawile. Yeah, I didn't see any Caesars in the lead. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I has I saw so many Caesars running an Alolan nine tail. And, and Dom, I'm not I'm not the algorithm guy. I never complain. No, I'm not even complaining now. This just felt to me like. This is confirmation that there is one. And I don't particularly care. I, I I don't care. It just felt for the first time in a long time, I had some confirmation that maybe there was an algorithm. Because again, I ran I ran Alolan Ninetales for a few days and I saw so many Caesars in the lead. So many. And as soon as I put a Fire Fang Mawile in the lead, zero. I saw Azumarill and Mandibuzz in the lead forever forever so and and i was running my fire my mawile with firefang and uh play rough moon blast moon blast oh yeah so but it takes forever to get to a moon blast you, you take probably two charge moves from amanda buzz before you get to a moon blast but they're expecting an iron head right so i would catch a lot of amanda buzzes off guard which almost one shots in all reality so i i had some success with it um, but then I, I I would say the last four or five days I've gone back to Great League to try and climb back up, and, and I'm I'm you know hovering around twenty six hundred. Um, I try to have fun with some of these different teams, and then you you tank some Elo, so then I got to go back to the meta teams just to try to get the Elo back up. So uh, I've been running some Bastion lately. I hate myself so much. You know, when you're talking about Firefang, for the past couple of days, I was sleeping on it so hard. And I wasn't really thinking about it because of Trevolent, but just because of the moveset, I was really wanting to run Shadow Arcanine. Oh, okay. With, with Firefang and uh, Wild Charge and Crunch. Crunch, yeah. Because I've been trying to find a Pokemon that at least almost beats Sableye just from straight yeah. damage without being like an actual Charmer. Or something else that would just, you know, beat it to the ground, another dark type or something. But I wanted something that would just hit and, you know, have some residual energy for the next Pokemon to come in. And I was so close of doing Shadow Arcanine with Fire Fang. But that, that's got to take a little while to get to those charge moves, right? Because I've run a Shadow Arcanine with Snarl before, and that gets the charge moves pretty quickly. Yeah, but I was doing the, the matchups through PV Poke, and there was a lot more success with just Fire Fang damage. And if you can land the Crunch, which you could, you know, it's it's pretty... It's pretty low, and uh, 
if you get that debuff with that defense drop, then yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot more damage onto that Pokemon. Yeah, I saw some Shadow Houndooms or Houndors. Yeah, in, yeah there uh, was there were some videos Halloween off of Cup. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, I mean, if with Trevlin being now in the meta this past couple days since its release, man, that would have been just more fuel to the fire for that Arcanine for sure. I mean, there would have been nothing just to stop that thing against that tree. <laughs> Other November news here, Dom. Well, we have Dark Ride in five star raids for about the next week. Dark Ride's caught during this period. We'll know the attack sludge bomb. And then for the following week, we will have the Swords of Justice trio Cobalion, Terrakian, and Verizian. A lot of people not happy about this. I like these Pokemon. I like the Swords of Justice. And also, the only one that knew. Sacred Sword was Cobalion, and now all three of them will be able to learn Sacred Sacred Sword. So you can catch all three of the Swords of Justice. There is another one. I think it's Keldeo, which hasn't even uh, been introduced in the game. Cobalion, Terrakian, and Verizian. You can catch them as Shinies, and you can catch them with a Sacred Sword. That Terrakian Shiny is badass, by the way. So I will probably be hunting that a lot. I really like that Pokemon. So I'm happy with that. And then the last two weeks of the month, Dom, you will have Cresselia in five-star raids. Another Pokemon I'm totally cool with. Uh, Doesn't have a lot of Master League relevancy, but Great League, it's relevant. Ultra League, it's relevant. And it's got a really cool-looking shiny. So I don't have a really good one either. I, I, I see what they're doing here. They're trying to kind of stall here on introducing new Pokemon. Probably at least until sometime in December because you you have that Pokemon Legends Arceus game coming out in January, which then I'm sure you'll have a lot of events around that. You'll have the new Growlithe released in the game, the new Braviary, the new Basculin uh, evolution. I'm sure that they're kind of stalling the clock here, but as somebody who's a free-to-play player and doesn't have a lot of these Pokemon, Darkrai I don't really care about because Sludge Bomb just it, it does nothing for me in terms of PvP or raids or anything like that, and I have a, a pretty cool shiny one that I invested in the first time around, I'm down for the Swords of Justice. I'm down for Cresselia in raids. So I know a lot of people are not happy with the five-star raids in November. I mean, don't even get me started on the um, Mega Raids. Like, who cares, right? Mega Low Punny. I haven't even done an app, so I don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, the, the, to me, these Pokemon have no PvP viability whatsoever because you can't use them in pvp i don't really care about mega pokemon <laughs> i just really don't um uh, but yeah i'm down for these five star raids and i could care less about the mega raids i think more than anything I've, i haven't been raiding much because just through pvp rewards itself i've been right pretty sufficient with just that in general but that that to, that could justify you now using your free raid pass on something else you see a right shoe in the air you can go solo it right um, so, you know, or whatever one-star raid Pokemon, you have to get that platinum raid badge. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, there's an opportunity to do that as well. And yeah, I mean, if you're playing your five sets of PvP every day, you can, you could probably, if you're winning three out of, uh, three out of five matches, get at least one, uh, legendary Pokemon. Yep. So to me, that is a, a reason not to use my raid pass on a dark ride, at least at this point. So... Going back to Ultra League Premier Classic, it's starting back up today at 4 p.m. Eastern time alongside the Halloween Cup. What do you see, Dom, on a PV Poke as the, I don't know, the top 10 in terms of the meta for the Ultra League Premier Classic? 
Well, we're going to see most of the common Pokemon that we have seen when we were having this cup before, before the, all the XLs. I know we're definitely going to see the Swamperts, the Needle Queen this time around for sure, the Venusaur Heracross. I was, yeah, Heracross this time around. We're going to definitely see the Machamps. And with all those counters for sure, we're definitely going to see some fairies. But I think this time around, we're going to see a lot more Sylveons uh, this yeah this time around for sure. Maybe a little bit less Togekiss unless we see, of course, the, the good old classic Double Charmers. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Snorlax makes his debut again. More of the Shadow Snorlax. It's, it's ranked a lot more higher than the regular one. And uh, yeah, I, I think for the most part, we're going to be definitely seeing those. I think some more of the sleeper picks, most likely, depending on how bad Trevlin's going to be. We may see that counter Blaziken with the Blaze Kick. I mean, it's a pretty fast kick there. And uh, PV Poke saying Blast Burn, but I don't know. Stone Edge could be a legacy move there. That's that's a sleeper pick for that. And I don't know what else we're gonna we're gonna see. I was eyeing it down a little bit earlier, and it's ranked 18 in this meta so far, a Shadow Hunch Crow, which I would definitely hmm. want to try. Which will be the uh, featured Pokemon in the Spotlight, Spotlight this. Hour yeah. this week on Tuesday. Yeah, but I think the Shadow one has a higher rating than a regular one, probably because of just the extra damage it can take, or I'm sorry, not take, that it can give with Sky Attack. I don't think Brave Bird is really necessary for the most part with some of the matchups I've been seeing. I think Sky Attack is just more than sufficient. But I was kind of surprised because apparently you can win against the Shadow Snorlax, Trevlin, Swampert, Gallade, Venusaur. Those are things you're just definitely going to see in the meta, I think, this time around. And, you know, some of those key losses is Empoleon, Charizard, Lapras, Opsagoon, and regular Snorlax. But by... 50-50% chance of, of winning or losing. I guess it just depends on uh, the damage of uh, Hunchcrow or, or Snorlax itself. But I think it would be a cool Pokemon to use without a doubt. I mean, I would like to use one, but right right below that one is a Shadow Gramble, and I think that's going to be another sleeper pick as well too with those charms. But yeah, it's... it's you yeah, better have an anti-charmer. Yeah, for sure. The the team that I was using from previous seasons before really XL got out of hands was Gallade as the lead with Surfetch and Lapras in the back. But Surfetch having Brave Bird for those certain situations. But I don't know. I mean, seeing these Sylveon and, and all these other Pokemon now. If you see a Trevenant or a Sylveon in the lead running a Gallade. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> so I, I still want to run Gallade without a doubt because that thing is just a core breaker. But I think I'm going to have it as a switch or in the back. Maybe have something that's going to work against. Maybe have Trevelin as the lead. I don't know. And then have Gallade and some other Pokemon in the back that can, you know, complement its, uh, you know, Trevelin as the lead. So I don't know. We'll see. I think, But it's going to be fun. It's just going to be different for sure. I'm going through the different categories here on PV Poke for the Ultra League Premier Classic. Obviously, the number one lead, Trevenant. The number one closer, Shadow Electivire. It's it's usually been there, but it's it's wow, so I did not hard. know that. I did not know that. And usually sometimes it's as a switch, it's it's on top two. But not this not this time around. Well, Trevenant is the number one switch now. Yep. Number two is Bo Bufflant. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh regional. Oh. I have I have some buff I, I have like one or two when I was up north, but that um, thing has Megahorn as well. I mean, it shows both Stomp and Skullbash, but 
I think because uh, it has these moves, because Skull Bash helps when certain situations with this defense being up, because that's the first thing you want to throw. But it has Mega Horn, so that can be... Uh, it, I was looking at that for, for Great League for wow. most of the darks, but yeah. Interesting moveset. Interesting. I have to give that a shot. I have to give that a shot. All right, that's Ultra League Premier Classic. That's coming up later today on Monday. Looking forward to that for the next two weeks alongside the Halloween Cup for the next few days as well. You know, having the good old Go Battle Day November 1st, I don't see any reason to not hit Legend this time around. I've been slacking a little bit. I've been... Huh, you're slacking I've like been, the Pokemon. Yep, I've been slacking. <laughs> Can we get a rim shot? Can we get a rim shot in here? <laughs> but I've been I've been uh, not pushing as much either. I mean, like I said, I've just been frustrated. But hopefully, you know, this... this this league was the Ultra League was the league for me that got me to Legend every time. So I would just want to do it this this week and call it a day and move forward. Last but not least, Dom, there was a poll by uh, Pokemon Go in terms of the special cup towards the end of the season, the Go Battle League Players Choice poll. Four options: Little Cup, Cancel Cup, Retro Cup, and Element Cup. And this would be a league that runs towards the end of the season, so sometime around the second half of November. As of recording this episode, according to the poll on Pokemon Go's Twitter, Canto Cup won yes. by a 1% margin over Little Cup. It was Canto Cup 31%, Little Cup 30%, Retro Cup 21%, Element Cup 18%. However... In a tweet today by Niantic and Pokemon Go, it seems as if they think the Little Cup won because they posted a tweet giving out the rules of the Little Cup, saying Pokemon must be able to evolve and must not have evolved once, and the CP limit is at 500. So they gave out the rules for the Little Cup, even though in the poll, Kanto Cup won. No, I don't want Little Cup. So I don't know what, what what will become of this. I have my Bronzor ready because it is the Bronzor Cup. But as of recording this, Kanto Cup won in the poll, but Niantic has spotlighted the Little Cup on their Twitter page. So I don't know what to make of that. Take it for what it is. And again, that could change when this episode is released, or it could not change. We don't know. But uh, I think... I don't know why... But it says here I voted for Little Cup. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know, know why, why I did that either. Maybe because I just want to – I have a best buddy Bronzor. Literally, I have a best buddy Bronzor that I'm ready to bitch mac everybody with. So nah. for this specific reason. Nope, 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 nope. I don't want Little Cup. <laughs> I think I think if, if, if this doesn't change, I'm going to be protesting right next to the Dave Chappelle protesters and say, oh. bring back Canto Cup, bring oh, back man. Canto Cup. People are going to be looking, but yeah, I'm going to be protesting. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have an update for you guys on that next week. Depends who you believe. Do you believe the poll or do you believe Niantic? Because according to Niantic, Little Cup won. According to the poll, Canto Cup won. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see you next week. Again, if you can hit us up on Twitter at GoBattleCast, let us know what stupid merch items we should come out with. I really want to go with some like GoBattleCast sunscreen, you know, because for us down here in South Florida, even in December and January, you need sunscreen when you go out. And what better reminder to check out the GoBattleCast podcast than on your sunscreen bottle or like you said, Dom, sweatband or headband, wristband, whatever you want to call it. 
I'd like to see some quirky Go Battlecast merch ideas coming out here in the future. I'm sure we'll get on that sometime around the new year as well. All right, that'll do it for episode seven here on the Go Battlecast podcast. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Take care, guys. Thanks for catching an episode of Go Battlecast. To catch them all, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, check out Go Battlecast on Twitter to connect with Zach and Dom. We'll see you next time.